following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a Wednesday inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco, Texas. I'm in studio. Let me adjust my camera. Let me get it straight there, okay? Mickey Spagnola is in studio. And Everson Walls is in his own personal studio. And we got lots to talk about on this edition of Mick Shots. First off, Mickey, how about we say hello to Everson? Make sure Everson can hear us well. Hello, Everson. I'm here. Not, we, we don't want you, you to feel I left out. I can't even see you, know? you Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see Bill. Where are you, Bill? You're, I'm, like, uh, the, you're, like, you're like God speaking down amongst his people. Where yeah, are you? <laughs> you're not on the WebEx. Where are you at? Well, I'm I'm off by myself. Oh, okay. okay. Off. But off he's by. here. I've got the WebEx. Yeah. You want to share? Yeah. He's <laughs> off by himself. My mind is going so many places with that statement. And, uh, Mickey, this is the first time you've been back here at the Star in a couple of weeks. I was here yesterday. Well, okay. Yesterday yes, was but the it first is. time. And I'm glad to be back here. That's right. Here we did the show yesterday, That's didn't right. We? we did do a show yesterday, and it's good to be back here and good we to did. be around people. And, uh, yeah, it's great. And I even got to watch practice for the first time in uh, this will be three weeks, right? First there you time go. In three weeks. And so. when's the last time the Cowboys won a game? I think there's some Uh-oh. sort of correlation there. They need me here. <laughs> what position would they you need play to if put a little spags on their shoulder? That's right. Everywhere they go, that's what they you know. Need. You know, on those on those on those jerseys where they had the little insignia where. I think uh, who had it? Uh, was it basketball? They had chime on there or uh-huh. whatever. They would have put at Spags fifty two there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey's the backup kicker, right? No, they got one. Well, yeah, but he's you're the backup. The you're the, you're he's the backup the practice backup. squad. You're the backup backup. Kicker. I was wondering what that guy was doing today. He's got number one on. Number one on. I don't know if I can. Why do we have two kickers? Uh, case one gets in the COVID environment. Yeah, we live they decided in. if you have sixteen so what, guys. What? What? Yeah, sixteen guys on the practice squad. If one of them, you know, if Chris Jones goes down or Zerline goes down. You know, you can't bring somebody in within six days, so you better have somebody to go. So they thought that for insurance purposes, they ought to bring this guy in because he can do all three things. I wonder if we can get a close-up of Mickey I was going right to say, now. he's a hybrid? Is he a hybrid? That was my next yeah. question. He yeah. is a hybrid. He's a hybrid. We're going to get a close-up of uh, Mickey, and, and you can take a good look. At, look, Mickey, look at the screen over there. Oh, my. <laughs> What's in front of your camera, Mickey? Oh, they that yeah, your laptop is covering up your shot. I I saw it before, but it wasn't covering up. The one shot covered up. There you go. But at least I don't have a gigantic cup of tea. (laughs) How you feeling there, Everson? Hey man, I can't right now, Spags. I'm looking at your eyebrows. Just so you know, but that one doesn't count. The only thing that counts it's on the big. I I understand. I understand. All right, so can you name the uh, new punter or kicker that's on the premises here? Or Whit- punter slash kicker? Punter slash kicker Whiz- slash Whizmire watermelon Whit- onside Whit- kicker. I, I don't know how to say it. Hunter 
Niswander. Niswander. Yeah. Okay. I knew there Hunter was a... Niswander oh, wow. signed to the practice squad. So he's ahead of Mickey on the depth chart. But more importantly, yes. news has happened here since we last convened. And of course, that would be the trade of one Everson Griffin to the Detroit Lions. And then more news today on the practice field. Eyewitness reporter Mickey Spagnola on the scene to let us know the whereabouts of a couple of other veteran players. Yes, and even though Mike McCarthy wouldn't answer the question during the press conference, but there was no Don Terry Poe or no Daryl Worley uh, on the practice field for at least the portion we were watching. So I'm assuming uh, that if they don't get traded by the end of the day, uh, they will be released. Uh, so that'll be uh, kind of in line with what Jerry Jones said yesterday, that there would be personnel changes on the defense. So no Everson Griffin. The Cowboys traded him to Detroit for a conditional draft choice. Uh, it's, it's likely a sixth, but can be a fifth. And then these other two guys, if no one gives them a bushel of apples, uh, <laughs> they're probably going to be released. <laughs> you know what I figured out? It, 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 it. So, Don Terry Poe had $3.5 million guaranteed on his free agency contract. He, he played 266 snaps, so, and he had nine tackles. So, for nine tackles, costing $3.5 million, uh, that ends up, being $444,000 per tackle. It's a good job if you can get it. Uh, also, it comes to... Yeah, but that that's not fair. Go and ahead, it comes Spags, to 15000 15, per snap. Yeah, right, but you got to count the double teams that he took. That's right. Come on, that's man. Right. You, well, that's you what he was supposed to be able actually... to do. He was supposed to hold up against <laughs> double teams. And he, he got washed yeah, out of there. Yeah, well, you can't... <laughs> How do you quantify that, Spags? You tell me. Come on, you can't quantify Well, all that. I know is he had nine tackles. How many did he have last year? Do you know that? Uh, I do not. I've got it. Well, I don't have – You know, you're looking at the Cowboys' stats. In the four games. Yeah, the, cow, the Cowboys. Last year, the which four are games different that than I the, watched him play, typically he had two the, tackles. Typically, the stats, the which is off the coach's film – that the Cowboys put out is a different number than, than what you will the, see on NFL on the right. game stats, and and that's what I took. And the game, those 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 were off the game stats. Off the the game. Cowboys were nine. Okay, and off the game stats, he they were zeroed how many? out the last three games. Right, right. And last year, he for Carolina, eleven games, ten starts, he had twenty-two tackles. Seven tackles for loss and six quarterback hits and or pressures and four sacks. Okay. So, but he didn't have any of those in the four games I watched. (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) So, but he he was under that rate this year. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Should that tell you something? Right. Uh, Worley and Poe. Yes. Worley was my pet peeve. Poe was Spag's pet peeve, right? So that means that Jerry Jones is listening to our show, right? <laughs> is that what that means? I think that, so. Right, Spags? Yeah, I mean, right? absolutely. He's listening. He's, 
He's taking our advice. He's taking our advice. That's and I'll go ahead about. and claim Everson Griffin as my pet peeve. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I do like the fact that they made Everson Griffin a captain uh, against Washington. Well, I think I, you think they were trying to put an advertisement out there. I think I think like that that was a shrewd it. move. You know what? The way Jimmy got credit for everything. Yeah. If, if Jimmy was coaching the team, and this happened, everyone would for years be talking about what a shrewd move that was. Uh, upping the stock of, of uh, Everson Griffin, making him a captain against Washington. And he played his most. He played his most snaps in the game. He too, looked. What I, and I'm an untrained eye, but he looked to, like he played as well as he's played as a cowboy, yeah. as far as uh, being aggressive and and getting after. It he had a sack. Sunday. He had a couple mm-hmm. tackles. Yeah, I, I think he was out there. As, what do you think? Just he was out there like bait, right? I think. I, mean, I think he to knew. Make sure, they can I, get as much as they could yeah, for yeah, him. Exactly. That's right. right. You can't get anything for Poe. That's you right. You can't get anything for Worley. So if we're gonna start dumping some things here, then you know he's got the four Pro Bowls, got a little bit of status from the past. Um, I mean, no one's got much status going on what they've done this year. So what are we doing, guys? Are we are we giving up? Are we dumping? Are we dumping everybody? What's no, happening? I don't think so. I think, you know, and, and Mike McCarthy wouldn't admit that they were sending a message, uh, but I, I think you know it. it progress stoppers. When you're, they're, they're progress stoppers. That's exactly right. So you might as well, if you're not going to get anything more from those guys, you might as well play some of the uh, younger guys. Hey, this I is think the way the I think look- with Worley too. By the way, is Cheeto's coming back. He looked the, the part of practice we got to watch today. He was running as well as I've seen him run, so he's ready to come back. Um, <clears throat> progress stopper. I think they like what they've seen from Dorrance Armstrong, and they want to give Bradley uh, Anai uh, more of an opportunity and Randy Gregory coming on. So you know, I mean, for, we saw on on Sunday Randy Gregory snaps, got six snaps but, in the game. Yeah, now you know? he probably will get more. And, and when you have a guy like Everson Griffin on your team, I mean, he's going to play. Okay, and so if you want to give more snaps to other guys, then something's got to give, and and, and that's and you got something of value for Everson Griffin, who was on a one-year contract uh, uh, to start with. The thing on Worley, I thought when they signed him, I liked the move when they signed him because of they had the rookie at cornerback, right? And I thought the way the best way maybe to bring along Diggs would be you've got him as a safeguard. He here's a guy who is a third-round pick who has starting experience in the league and you got him as at the best he would be either in a starting role or uh, getting a lot of snaps the first half of the season and then you hand it over to your rookie well they decided to go ahead and give it to the rookie anyway that was a waste of time yeah i'm sorry and and they didn't anticipate losing anthony brown and chitabe awuzie within the first two games uh, so they had no choice to play the rookie, but you know if you're going to go through growing pains, well, go ahead. Hey, don't forget they also had signed another uh, veteran cornerback, Maurice, Maurice Kennedy, who opted out right. uh, in the offseason. So I think they were just covering their bases uh, with those signings, and it wasn't for a lot of money. And uh, but you you got to be able to make the decision like they have to move on when it's time to move on now and the thing with Poe is now you know you get more snaps for Neville Gallimore maybe you'll find out more about Justin Hamilton uh, Antoine Woods uh, will get more snaps uh, and, and then we'll see what they decide to do with Tyrone Crawford because if you looked at what happened 
this past game, they listed Tyrone Crawford as the starting uh, defensive end. Uh, so, and, and, and all you right, know, but here's my question for you: What defense do you think Mike Nolan wants to run? I'm not sure, but if Sean Lee can get back on the field, um, I think they can run a four-three because they would have a guy that's played strong side linebacker. Or they can put Jalen Smith on the strong side and put Lee on the weak side if they think he does it better. But I'll tell you what, I I went back and looked, and I heard different things about that 40-yard run by Gibson. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys were in their nickel defense, and the the Redskins, the Washingtons, Lined up with two running back. I, I got to consider McKissick a running back. Right? He is a running he, he's back. He's not yeah. a wide receiver. No, he's a running back. So they lined up with two running backs, McKissick and Gibson. Gibson was kind of uh, like like a slot back. That's where he lined up. They had a tight end. Well, the Cowboys are in their nickel defense. So there's two running backs, a tight end, and two wide receivers, and you're playing nickel. And guess which hole they attacked. Where Jordan Lewis was as the nickel defender, instead of having a linebacker there, he gets bumped off. And it wasn't a great block. He just kind of got screened a little bit by an offensive lineman. If you had a linebacker there diagnosing that play, that play maybe gains three yards. But no, he gets knocked off. The corner gets knocked off. Uh, uh, Van Der Esch took a bad angle at it, and there was nobody there. You know, and at some point, that you got that guy that's in the hole that's got to make the tackle, and he doesn't make the tackle. So, to me, if they're going to play a four-three, if you're going to play a four-three against teams that want to run the ball, I, don't masquerade with a defensive end standing up and having four down linemen. Right. Give me another linebacker in there. And, and, that's and what that's, that's the only that's criticism I would The way have. a four three is designed. I mean, and, and that's the way they've what they've been running. They've been having the, a defensive end play the Sam linebacker in the four three, and that doesn't work. And in that alignment, think about it. If you had a strong side linebacker, you could line him up on the line of scrimmage, right? They do that a lot with a strong side linebacker. And, and that doesn't give the offensive lineman a running start to pick off a hundred and. 90 pound DB, uh, as what happened. If that much spags, I yeah, think right. he's about yeah, your I size, got, really. I was going to say 180, <laughs> and I dude. said, well, I'll give him 190. That's a small dude. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. He's not someone you want, you want to plug the hole. Mm. So, you know, and, and, and a lot of people want to say, well, they didn't have any effort on that. Well, they had effort, they just didn't have enough manpower. Well, and it was, it was misdirection, too. And so they were behind. Right. Van Der Esch got caught. Uh, behind because uh, and and so I, I think it was a tackle that was able to pick him up, shield him off from the play, to to get over to the hole. Which, by the way, there there and we talked about this yesterday, and Everson brought it up. Mike McCarthy spoke to this today. His quote was, everything we do on defense is about our eyes. Everything I've ever done on offense was to challenge a defender if I felt like he had bad eyes. Well, on that play, for some reason... Uh, Jalen Smith is on the Cowboys' right side at linebacker, right? 
and he does not see the handoff. He's taking steps to his right while the whole flow's going to his There's left. There's a bunch of plays like that. And in that what, game. what's he what's he looking at? Did he think there was going to be a toss back? <laughs> What'd you say, Bill? <laughs> there's a bunch Bill of said there's a bunch of plays, bunch of plays like, like that. Yeah, in that game. and Everson, you, you don't want it that out. from your linebacker. Right. You about, have a bunch you don't of want it from like your that. from your cornerback looking inside when the guy's running a straight nine route on you without a stutter step. Right? Did you see and the touchdown? And his eyes were going right? inside, and it's like, what are you looking at? This guy's coming right at you. So there's there's something to be said about you know we we can talk about scheme and we can talk about not being good enough but how about looking where you're supposed to look which goes back to what I was saying yesterday about preparation better start watching some tape and the twelve yard touchdown run on the and some of this stuff is not just about tape bags some of it is just just watching being a football <laughs> player yes that is just it I'm sorry. These things have become so complicated, and they just don't need to be. So when you talk about your eyes, eyes are not just about what happens after the ball is snapped. Some things are about recognition. Exactly. You yeah. know, as, a, as, line, as linebackers, you have to anticipate your priorities of what's going to be the biggest thing that's going to impact your defense versus what's going to be the least impacted. So as the play goes on, you prioritize. I mean, this is just something that goes on in your head. This is nothing you have to calculate. Oh, I have to learn this. No. If you're playing in professional football, your, your brain should already be able to calculate that. That's how you get good defensive teams because you have more people in tuned to what's going on pre-snap and post-snap. We don't have that. So let's go to break on this A good note. Uh, at practice today was Sean Lee, okay? Helmet on, uh, you know, whatever pads they were wearing. He was in the middle of everything. He did his little cord work, and he came over to where the two linebackers were because they were in special teams. That's what we get to watch, right? So Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch are over there with the linebacker coaches working on some different things, and they were explaining things to him. The next thing I know, Sean Lee, he's doing the explaining, and it's like, see, that's what they were missing. They need him on the field. And I don't know if he plays this week, but he was doing all the drills that I saw they asked him to do. So that's a good sign. And what uh, Mike McCarthy said, uh, he was asked about Sean Lee and, and at the press conference this morning, talked about some of that innate sense that he has that Everson's talking about that's been lacking in the linebacking core, and also said that he's done everything except game day stuff. And so, right. and he holds out hope that maybe it's going to be up to Sean Lee's experience uh, dealing with the multitude of injuries that he's had in his career, whether he's going to be ready to go or not. They leave it up to him, and uh, there's a chance he might be able to play on Sunday night. We shall see. And okay. if not this Sunday, for sure the next week. Who are they playing the next week? Pittsburgh. Where's Sean Lee from? Pittsburgh. That's right. I think he wants to be on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy's from Pittsburgh, too, That's exactly. By the way. Mike McCarthy wants to be on the field against the Steelers, too. All right. Uh, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, 
Set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaner professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. PBR fans, lock in your seats now for the 2020 PBR Unleash the Beast World Finals. And don't miss a second of the action. PBR lands in the heart of Texas at AT&T Stadium, November 12th through the 15th. Get your tickets now at PBR.com or SeatGeek.com. You, you know gonna, what? You gonna go? Oh, I'm gonna ask Everson a question here. I I can't go. I'm not going. <laughs> Do you know what PBR is? No, the answer is no. <laughs> and it's not it's not Pat's Blue Ribbon either. By the way, <laughs> it would be Professional Bull Riders Unleash the Beast World Finals. Are you gonna go? What day is it? That would be November 12th through the 15th at AT&T Stadium. I think I'm booked. No, and you so that back in the it's day. The hey, I've gone to back it. in the day my mom and dad used to go to uh the the prison rodeos all the time. That's about the closest my family has ever been to going to some type of whatever the heck you're talking about. I've been to, I've been to the I've been to the bull riding. I, I went the first yeah. the first yeah. year it was there. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's something. They I enjoyed bring it. a lot of dirt in there, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to the the big rodeo uh, in Calgary, the Calgary Stampede. Yeah, that's right. I was there for the hundredth year anniversary rodeo. How about that? All right. There you go. So you got another opportunity November twelfth through the fifteenth. Do they still do that thing? You got me on that one. <laughs> We got uh, a, a comment back in the day. Uh, Everson, we've got a comment on Twitter at CBS 11 Bill Jones. Jackson Jones, no relation, tweets EW is my favorite all time cornerback. Oh, isn't that nice? 
You look at the smile. Hey, I've been getting a lot of stuff, man. You guys just haven't been airing it on this show. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm like, I thought Bill had the periscope going. Bill's not doing anything over there. He's just playing with the stats. That's all. Yeah. All right, Mickey. How yes. about how about Zach Martin? Might we see Zach Martin back I on think Sunday night? It's nearly a definite that he plays on Sunday Sunday night. Uh, he was in practice, fully dressed, and taking part in the uh, the drills that we get to watch. So he he looked like a full go. Uh, I mentioned Chidabe Awuzie. He looks like he's. Uh, ready to go. So those were good signs uh, from the guys that uh, have been missing games. Uh, Joe Looney was out there. I don't know if he's ready, uh, but uh, at least he was out there with a with a helmet on. Um, and also, uh, I mentioned Sean Lee. So uh, Andy Dalton, though, was not out there, and that was kind of a how do I say this? A scarce, sparse-looking quarterback crew over there with number seven, which is Ben DiNucci, yes, and number three, which is Garrett Gilbert, and that was it. That was your quarterback school going on. Hmm. Ben DiNucci. Uh, when did he first play here in Frisco, Texas? It would have been in the Division One AA, whatever the FCS National Championship Championship game in January against North Dakota State. He was quarterbacking James Madison. North Dakota State won that game because they win every FCS National Championship. Going back to before uh, Carson Wentz was as I was watching that game, I actually called Charles Haley and asked him, "What does he know about this quarterback?" Really, he was pretty good. You know, that's his alumni. Yeah, that's right. He finally got back to me, but you know, Charles is not going to be some intellectual football, so he didn't have much to say. <laughs> but I did see how well that young man played in that game, and, and to just even get him there. Uh, you know me, Grambling State University, I still say 1AA. Uh, that, that 1AA championship, the, that whole talent level is very underestimated. So I got to give Gnooch. Some love. I'm hoping he does well. You know, well, he was he was basically the Tony Romo uh, of 2019 season. Th- th- that's what Romo was at Eastern Illinois. Uh, he, he ended up yeah. being the Division One AA the, Player of the Year. The difference is that Tony Romo sat for three years before right. before exactly. he, got before into he a had game. to go out there and say, "Oh <laughs> that's my right. goodness!" And in fact, even his rookie year, he got an opportunity <laughs> in a preseason game before going now, out. There. I was going to say he probably would want to bring his James Madison offensive line with him, except yeah. now that Zach Martin's out there, it kind of mitigates a little bit of the problems they were but, having. So it, it appears that we're going to have a matchup of starting quarterbacks who are from the FCS national that's championship true. level. Okay, James Matt. And so James Madison lost that FCS national championship game to North Dakota State. So this is Ben DiNucci's payback game <laughs> against Carson Wentz, the North Dakota State product, the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. There you go. There's your motivation for the week.
week. All right, another uh, interesting— Did you, like, did you like McCarthy's answer to the question about if you have to change the offense up or change things up with Danucci at quarterback? For a young <laughs> For quarterback? For a young quarterback yeah, who yeah. hasn't started a game, but <laughs> barely practicing, and hasn't had a preseason game. <laughs> That's what they're up against. So the defense has got to hold down say? the fort. Any, any confidence in that? Oh, he, he, he wanted to know who asked the question and if they, were, if they had their mask on, if they were smiling or laughing when they asked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ben well, DiNucci. I'll tell you what, guys. If we're going to be optimistic about this, you know, as you're bringing up these three players that are coming back, each group that's represented has been a, a major failure in regards to this Cowboys season. You know, if you look at the linebacker position, if Sean Lee can come back and all things go well, Sean Lee can make a difference. Those mistakes that were made that led to a big impact in the game could probably not happen. Uh, Awuzie, we've seen two DBs get run by as if their feet were in, quick, in quicksand or basically cement. Awuzie could come back. You don't have those mistakes game might look different. And of course, with Zach Martin coming back, just having one all-pro to be inserted back into the lineup could possibly make a difference in regards to our pass protection, in regards to our ability to block for the run. So just these three signings here, if I wanted to be that, that you know, ultimate Cowboy fan, which I am, I'm hoping that these three individuals coming in can make a difference to where it can at least give us a chance to win the ball game, and if nothing else, don't take us out of the ball game with the mistakes we've been having from these three particular groups consistently on this team. One other note: now, those are great points, Everson, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully, all of them will be able to be back this week. Uh, one other note on Ben DiNucci and uh, you know the James Madison team when they were here in Frisco for the national championship game. It was just days after Mike McCarthy was named the head coach of the Cowboys, and they were staying here at the Star at the Omni. Right. And Ben DiNucci and some of his teammates got on one of the elevators here. They were working out here at the Star and got on one of the elevators. And who does he run into? Let me guess. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's on the elevator. <laughs> so he, he positioned himself at the back of the elevator and introduced himself to Mike McCarthy. And McCarthy knew who he was because he, he was in tune with, uh, with the James Madison quarterback. And, of course, him Ben DiNucci being from Pittsburgh, too. He started his college career at Pitt. And the reason that Ben DiNucci wanted to introduce himself to him, he wanted to let Mike McCarthy know that – Mike's brother, Joe, who uh, passed away in 2015, who is an attorney in Pittsburgh, he was Ben DiNucci's eighth-grade basketball coach. And I, he I let think know Bill Ru- he, he oh, read wow. my story from back after the draft. <laughs> That's right. Wow. <laughs> so they go. They what got a, a long history together. That's right. Yeah. 
So what a connection! And man. and Danucci, but and he set all sorts of records in Pennsylvania yes. high school football. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year, highly recruited out of and went to Pitt. You know, and uh, then he but he wound up transferring to James Madison. Started some games at Pitt, uh, but wound up transferring to James Madison. And and here it was, just three or four months later, the Cowboys drafted uh, Ben Danucci. And now. How many months later? Six <laughs> months, five months later, he got his first practice as the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys this afternoon. And uh, when the Cowboys drafted him in the seventh round, they had no idea that he would actually be not not only not just playing in a game, but starting in a game uh, a few months later. But here we are. That wasn't the plan. Nope, that wasn't. All right, we continue not with more mixed shots in a moment. I'll t- let you know. Um, who the Eagles are getting back for this game when we come back. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller Lite together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. To mixed shots. <laughs> Tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Run on the field, see the locker rooms, and so much more. AT&T Stadium Tours presented by SeatGeek are available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. Okay, here's an update uh, from Eagles practice today. Of course, they've had their own share of injuries. Their offensive line looks like this. Lining up at left tackle, the nine-time Pro Bowler Jason Peters, who is close to retirement. They brought, after they had injuries to their starting left tackle, Andre Dillard, and then their starting right guard, Brandon Brooks. Uh, They signed him prior to the season starting, basically brought him out of retirement at the age of 38 or whatever he is. Well, now he's lined up back at left tackle again. Well, which, which, by the way... 
they moved him to left tackle after the injury, and he balked at it. It was almost like, you know what? I'm getting paid to play guard, not left That's tackle. That's right. That's exactly right. And then did they he, rework his contract? And then he, I don't know if they extra... did, but they, then he agreed to play left tackle, and then he got hurt. So now he's back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nate Herbig. That's is why it. he did not want to play left tackle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because Nate. he knows it's a beast out there waiting on him somewhere mm-hmm. to try and get to his quarterback. He's like, oh, no, you're not going to put that one up. That's like playing corner back in the flex defense that's what it's like playing left tackle these days nobody wants it only the strong at heart can handle it that's it nate herbig is at left guard jason kelsey three-time pro bowler is at center yes the right guard is matt Pryor, who is a college free agent last year and the right tackle seventh round draft pick two years ago jordan melada as Lane Johnson is out to start the week. So both teams with offensive line problems. That's exactly right. We'll see. Lane Johnson could be back, they say. but uh, And their anyway. quarterback has thrown has 10 more interceptions than the Cowboys' starting quarterback. That's right. And he's been sacked 25 more times. As uh, Danucci's already been sacked three times. Right. <laughs> but, but Wentz has been sacked 28 times. Already this season in seven games. I Maybe mean, this is what the Cowboys' defense needs to get well. That's right. That's right. The other guy, Everson, that okay, is back. Let's not start. <laughs> let's just everybody calm down here. Let's let's look at what we're dealing with here. Carson Wentz has he was like Dak Prescott, just without Ceedee Lamb, Cooper, Gallup. Okay, he's still going out there. Doing the best he can. I gotta hand hand it to 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 uh, to Zach to Wentz. Uh, he is and um, got so much heart and uh, so much athletic ability, so much endurance. Uh, mentally, he's strong. And I'm not putting him over Dak by any means. But I will say, watching that game the other night and how well he played, he had almost 400 yards passing with no receivers. A game. There have been several games where if I was Carson Wentz, I would have just thrown in, just thrown it in. Just here, take my helmet, take my shoulder pads. I don't want to play anymore because they have been coming at him. No line, no receivers, running backs are hurt. Sanders is down and they're coming in with what they can. This Philadelphia team since last year, maybe even two years ago, with Peterson as the head coach, They've shown me to have more guts than almost any team I've ever seen. They've shown me as a team that has the ability to make no excuses whatsoever. You know, on their their official depth chart, Mm -hmm. they only have... Oh, they got five. I, I, I missed the one. I was going to say they only had four receivers listed. They got five listed. Elshon Jeffrey... Travis Fulgham, who has become their his go-to guy. This guy's yes. playing, right? And then backed up by Great John world. Hightower, Arcega Whitesides, and Quez Watkins. You, you don't have Greg Ward listed there? What about what about Ward? Uh, he's he, he's not on their official slot? depth chart. He's got to be on their depth chart. The wide receiver? No, he's there. He's there. Mickey just can't find. Oh, him. I see what they did. Yeah. <laughs> they listed three wide receivers yeah. starting. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. All right. All right. And, and well, okay. 
Their receiving core is a great example, I think, of, I mean, when you look at it, to, when they put their team together, they had Alshon Jeffrey, veteran guy, Deshaun Jackson, who's now out for weeks uh, with his latest injury, veteran guy, first-round draft pick in Jalen Rager out of Watsahatchee and TCU, who, by the way, is That's back at right, practice baby. and looks like he's going to come back and play this week. He's a, He's a good one. But it's a great example. Yes, you take Greg Ward, especially, last year. He was the one guy, with all the injuries they had at receiver last year, he was the guy who who developed and emerged, and he was their go-to guy at the end of the season. In fact, caught the touchdown pass against the Cowboys uh, last year. Uh, a college quarterback at the University of Houston. And then this year, as a waiver Ooh, claim last month, they, uh, a waiver claim from the Packers, I think, and he was originally with the Lions, but uh, out of Old Dominion, this 6-2 receiver, Travis Fulgham, comes out of nowhere, and you know he is making plays, game-winning plays. He, he had the, the catch against San Francisco. Uh, and was it a Sunday night game yes. in San Francisco um, where he made the play? It, you know, He had one game. Against Pittsburgh, he had 10 catches for 152 yards and a touchdown. Follows that up. That was after the San Francisco game against Baltimore with six catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. And then against the Giants, five receptions, 73 yards. He's got so he's got three touchdown grabs. But uh, so he's a he's a guy that and they're big catches too, Bill. These that's are right. not just plays that are just oh by the way, play. no, these are big catches, third down catches red zone catches that they truly need to get out of a get out of a hole. And I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be all on uh Carson Wentz and saying that he's all this and all that. He throws so many interceptions and makes so many mistakes. It just makes you want to pull well, pull something out. But but he can do it. But he also but you, can make what, throws. What like, you see is a guy that does not stay down on himself. Mm-hmm. He still believes in himself and his teammates, regardless of how many mistakes they make. They don't fall back on that, and and it's just refreshing to see. You know, in the touchdown pass to Boston Scott as running back, Mike McCarthy. I asked uh, McCarthy last night on his TV show uh, about uh, about what he thinks Ooh, of Wentz and so yes, forth, and, and he was saying, and, and he pointed to that throw. He said that that throw right there was all you needed to see, uh, and a great catch by Boston Scott too. That was one of those uh, things like yes, you see in practice where the quarterbacks try to throw into the trash can from yep. about thirty yards out. <laughs> he dropped that one right and leaning back Lean, while falling yes. back. Yeah, and but, that, you know what? And that Fulgham guy is averaging fifteen and a half yards that, per catch. That's right, and uh, and it's a great example of you can have progress stoppers on a team okay and you know Alshon Jeffrey has had his moments in this league but he is what he is now as when did he come in the league in 2012 so he's 30 years old now Deshaun Jackson he's older than that Whoa. and Man. and uh he did he got hurt yeah he's hurt okay. yeah uh yes the song got hurt but, again, but these guys again. are are taking advantage of their opportunity and showing that they can play. And how about Greg Ward? I mean, this is this guy played for Tom Herman, quarterback, University of Houston. All right, you go back and look at his college career. Heck of a quarterback, Yeah, Bill. Hey, he led Houston to a Peach Bowl win over Florida State where they wound up ranked in the top ten That's in the right. country as a quarterback. And then he – That's right. You know who he – you know who? What skins he has on the wall uh, from college? In uh, he beat as a quarterback, 
Houston beat Louisville and Lamar Jackson in his sophomore year. Yep. And then his junior year, they started the year against Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma, and they beat them too. I mean, so he, as a quarterback, he matched up against Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, two Heisman Trophy winners in one. And then, okay, he wasn't going to play quarterback in the NFL. Well, he's got enough athleticism, want to, whatever, to make himself into a wide receiver. He's going to play, I think he's going to play 10 years in this league. And he had enough smarts to accept the fact that, okay, my future probably is going to be at wide receiver. Uh, and 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 said, okay, I can make that transition. So, from a scouting standpoint, we've am just I dating w- my, am I dating myself when I bring up uh, Marlon Briscoe? <laughs> you are. <laughs> and and I, and here's the warning for the Cowboys: an end around pass. Okay, be ready. There you go. You want to tell a Marlon Briscoe oh. story? Yeah, no that that was his that was his uh, basically that was his career. You know, he was one of the first black quarterbacks um, in the NFL, uh, period. And uh, he was, I think he was up in Denver. You know how it goes. You got those coaches back in the day. They didn't believe in black quarterbacks. And I think it was Lou Saban was his coach. I could be wrong. But uh, they treated him like crap, like they did most black quarterbacks back in the day. And uh, they, they brought, he ended up getting traded to the Miami Dolphins. And he ended up being part of the Miami Dolphins Super Bowl team, if I'm not mistaken, that did not lose a game. He scored a touchdown in that Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. So he reminds me a lot of what Greg Ward does. Most quarterbacks, especially the black quarterbacks that that run a team, they understand every facet of the game. And uh, the same with Greg Ward, just like Briscoe. That that move uh, was seamless from quarterback to wide receiver, even though, you know, you want to play quarterback because you grew up playing quarterback, and we all know the stigma around that. They still took their opportunity where it came, and they have not looked back. Uh, Marlon Briscoe, uh, HBCU Black College Hall of Famer. Oh, I uh, was just going to point that out. You you took it away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you forgot. That's the only reason I know the story, because (laughs) it's a personal story. I've heard it. I've met the man. And uh, he has no regrets, just like I'm sure Greg Ward doesn't either. And all of that is true about Marlon Briscoe. And, in fact, on that uh, undefeated Miami Dolphins team uh, in 1972, he led the team with four touchdown receptions. What do you mean he led the team? (laughs) (laughs) I'm checking to confirm that. (laughs) Well, it wasn't that many that caught more than he did because that team was known for having the three running backs. Kicking Larry Zonka. So Greasy, being the quarterback, does not have to throw much at all. (laughs) Four touchdown receptions was the leader in an undefeated team? Is that true, Bill? Did that hold? I'm checking, I'm checking. And he's got time not on his side right Uh, now. It is 73. He was their leading receiver, caught more passes than Paul Warfield. Well. Than Paul Warfield. That's right. That's right. Unfortunately, I clicked on the link and it's not coming up. You can't get 1972. Uh, uh, Marlon Briscoe. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to. If anyone leads the team. Other than Briscoe, it would be Paul Warfield. Yeah, no doubt. They're a Hall of Famer right there. All right, I got. Do I have 20 seconds? 
Marlon Briscoe. Marlon Briscoe. Come on, Marlon. Here we go, Marlon Briscoe. <laughs> in 1972, well, he only started three games. He had four touchdown catches. So there you go. He's a good dude. Good. He was a great athlete. Oh, I guess their team stats didn't come up when uh, I, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. 